and only podcast that gives you hope, optimism, and excitement for tomorrow because Mike and Leanne have got a plan in place that they know is foolproof, guaranteeing that tomorrow will be the first day of the rest of our lives. Guess what time it is, Leanne? Podcast time! Yay! <laughs> yeah. Another so edition of the first day of the rest of our lives. Yeah, I think now I'm going to just let you say it instead of us trying to say it until we can practice it enough that we sound good together. Well, tomorrow's the big day. It's the first day of the rest of our lives. Aren't you excited? I'm very, very excited. I really am. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> How are you feeling today? How's it going? I'm good. How are you? That's it? You're good? Yeah, I'm just good. <laughs> no, I'm doing really good. I I um I feel like I've been like going through like a bunch of stuff, so I've been like really overwhelmed for the last little bit and now I like feel like everything's starting to come together. I'm starting to get like routine and uh yeah, it's it's been it's been a good day. It's been a good couple of days. So, how about you? I've been very busy. I drove over to the west side of the state. I'm currently in Ludington, Michigan, live. Beach town. A few blocks away from the great Lake Michigan. It's a lake for sportsmen, as uh, Gordon Lightfoot said once upon a time. Hmm. So uh, it took me about three hours to drive over here. Uh, I'm just staying here at the house. I'm by myself. No one's been here for months, so I'm not jeopardizing my health or anyone else's health, in case you're all wondering. Mm-hmm. But it is the first day of the rest of our lives, and we are available on social media, First Day Pod. That's on Instagram. That's where we're really getting a lot of buzz. We love connecting on Instagram, and that's where you'll find Leanne's posts about whatever we're talking about or anything that comes to mind. And she also posts random pictures of me without telling me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, you made a mistake, and the last time that I said, hey, babe, can I post this picture? You're like, you can post whatever you want. And yeah. then so, yeah, I was like, forget it. I'm going to stop asking you. I'm just going to post it. So watch Good. out. <laughs> well, that's what I want you to do. Yes. You have free reign over my likeness. Go to town on it. <laughs> awesome. I have no problem with that. Awesome. But we love uh, hooking up with you on there, sh- sharing pictures, whatever you feel like doing. We're on Instagram. We're also on Twitter. Uh, not as powerful on Twitter, but we are available on Twitter. So if you want to tweet at us, please do. And, and you're going to be happy to hear. I'm going to start Facebook. So this weekend I'm going to start up a Facebook page because I, what I've, yeah, I'm, what I've realized is, so I've been posting on Instagram and then I've been uh, like sharing it to my, my personal Facebook account and we've been getting more uh, engagement over there. So I think Facebook might be more of a kind of interactive kind of thing instead of because we I love that you guys are liking our stuff that's nice of you but like it's cool that when I when we're posting something on Facebook people are like telling us what they're doing and and how they're learning and growing and all that kind of stuff so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that this weekend so by the next uh podcast day on Tuesday it'll be done I think that's a wonderful idea. That's breaking news, folks. I had no idea she was going to do that. We're doing a, we're having a show meeting right here, live on the show. <laughs> yeah. Great. And I'm saying it out loud, so then now I'm accountable. Now I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, every Thursday night, we'll be on Instagram Live about, you know, about 9 o'clock Eastern time. 
we'll mm-hmm. come on for a few minutes to talk about how our week's going. And if you want to jump in and share with us, please do. Thursday nights, Instagram live. Woohoo. And of course, you can always find our show notes on Instagram. Leanne does a wonderful job of including the beautiful dog, Gracie. Gracie! Mm-hmm. She's such a In the cutie. show notes. She is such a cutie. And that's where you can find show notes and information on our show and the last episode that we just completed. Last week's episode was about what? Routine. Routine. This routine. is a routine. Doing this podcast is a routine. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's really important that we do it at the, the same day, the same time. I never really realized how important it is, but we probably wouldn't even be on episode, what is this? Six? Seven? Six. Seven? Seven? Um, we wouldn't even be there if we didn't have a consistent, okay, it, it's getting done every Tuesday. So thanks for setting we that wouldn't? up. No, because there would have been... A couple of weeks ago, we were sick or something. Like we weren't. Oh, I we were sick. You were not feeling. Remember, you were not feeling good, and I had just lost my client. This was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But we had to do it. We said that we were going to do it on Tuesday, so we had the routine. So we did it. Oh yeah, I really felt poopy that night. And yeah, you did. Everything just came back to normal. That's yeah. pretty strange. Mm-hmm. Wow. Remember that? What if I had COVID nineteen? I didn't even know it. Maybe. That'd be great. Then maybe do you have some kind of immunity to it now? Uh, <laughs> Is that uh, how that works? I don't want to. I don't want to talk out of turn here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know <laughs> I don't if know. I ever had it or yeah. not, and that's probably not good. I should probably get that checked out. But a lot of people are struggling in that department. I'm not alone. There are some COVID nineteen testings going on at your local pharmacies. That uh, my brother told me about this a couple weeks ago. And he had scheduled an appointment to get tested. You can like drive up and get tested. Mm. And it seems like a great idea. I haven't uh, caught up with them recently to find out how it went. But um, if you're looking to get tested, because you want to know if maybe you already had it or if you don't have it and you're a possible risk, uh, look up uh, CVS, their website. They have testing going on. And uh, check that out. That's just a little tidbit for you. But of course, if you want to write us about a success story related to that, you can write us at firstdaypod at protonmail.com. Firstdaypod at protonmail.com. So Leanne, today's show is not about routines, although we love routines and what they bring because they bring focus, um, regularity, consistency, something to look forward to, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clarity. Clarity, that's a good word. That's also mm-hmm. a great album by Jimmy World, one of their best. Maybe their best album. Check it mm. out, Clarity. Mm. <laughs> but today's episode, we thought we would focus on loss. L O S S. Now, loss doesn't have to be pigeonholed into losing a friend, a loved one, family member. We're talking. Anything that you lose, job opportunities, um, jobs in general, jobs in general. Uh, what else could you lose? Sense of security and sense of freedom. Mm. Mm-hmm. Friendships. Mm. Yeah. Weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we thought together. This is a team effort, not me. Leanne and I, we were talking about doing an episode on intentions, but then 
we talked about doing loss instead. We thought it would be more relevant for the time period because we're into early May. It's Cinco de Mayo. Um, yeah, happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, if that means something to you, congratulations. It's not an excuse to go out and drink. It's a much more important holiday than that. Darn white people appropriate every holiday. It's so lame. Jeez. Well, my, not parents, hol- <laughs> my parents got married today. 40, oh, really? 47 years ago today. Yeah, so happy anniversary, what? mom and dad. Mm-hmm. You didn't tell me that. That's awesome. Yeah. Happy anniversary, guys. Yeah, we went out to a restaurant to celebrate. It was really Did great. You? Did you? No, we no, we didn't. No. See, that's something <laughs> you lost out on. You lost that right. privilege. You lost yeah. that opportunity, and that's and lost that tradition. It's been a, a tradition every year. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. See, yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Did it bum you out? No, because I I'm strangely. It was funny because I I was looking up like when when we were talking about doing loss. I was like looking it up. And so I was looking up like the stages of loss and stuff. And there's like, there's a big, uh, like I can really equate it to what I've been going through for COVID. And so I really do feel like I'm veering onto the acceptance portion of it. Um, because I was actually, I was actually okay with it. I think normally, like if this would have happened in the beginning of COVID, like if their anniversary was like May 20th or something, I think I would have just been like, see, now we can't even celebrate. And I would have been probably a basket case. But now I was just like, all right, well, we'll just have to like go do that when we can do that. So. Well, it also wasn't a surprise, right? Right. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. We were ready for it. So like I'm preparing to be ready for my, my 40th, like our 40th may be quarantined. <laughs> hopefully not guys it's around yeah the end of summer so hopefully not <laughs> well <laughs> loss can come in many things many forms it can be the loss of a dream you know the loss of a mm. body part even i mean no that's extreme but people if you have to have a mastectomy or something like that you know, mm. loss comes in so many forms it's not just losing an item somewhere and it's mm-hmm. not just death oh death is probably a big issue right now people who are losing loved ones but worse than that they're not able to have what people like to call closure because Mm -hmm. there's no funerals Um, some people are not doing burials for people who die of covid right now Mm -hmm. you heard this i mean that's crazy i heard i didn't hear that they're not having they're not having burials yeah a lot of people i think this is not universal, but there's a lot of places that will not do burials of COVID deaths for some reason. And they're doing this. They're only mm-hmm. demanding like a, they're being cremated. Wow. And I heard that, um, I heard that there was, and I don't know when this was, if it's still happening now, but that there was like a 15 day or something backlog of cremations. Oh dear. Yeah. So it's like, you're not even able to, well, you're not having services really anyway but um yeah they're not being able to be cremated for like 15 days i guess Mm, just there's so much that we're not even thinking about through this whole thing Mm. well loss is all around us unfortunately but it also it can have varying effects and it comes in all different sizes and styles and situations and moments Uh, not all losses are 
equal. There's not equity among, I mean, there's a difference mm-hmm. between losing someone you love and then, you know, losing a job opportunity. I right. really, I don't want to minimize that for any specific person, Mm-mm. but we thought, you know, what, what is loss? Well, how do we deal with it? How do you guys deal with it? We would really love to hear from you on this one this week. Absolutely. Because, because if you're struggling right now with loss and you don't have anybody to talk to, we're here. We're like, um, you know, like amateur therapists. We're here to listen. We're here to talk. We're not licensed in any manner. We're just two regular people, but we do want to be here to help and give you feedback. Mm-hmm. We're more like the bartender at your local bar, really. <laughs> That's what I'd like to say. We're, we're either that or I'm like your manicurist. Like I'll listen to you and give you my insight, but I really don't have any background to really give you any kind of <laughs> treatment. That's a good point. Or yeah. like an Uber driver. I used to say when I yeah. was an Uber driver that I was just like a bartender. We do the same thing. Yeah. People would get in my cars and some people wouldn't say a word. Some people like total silence and that's mm. fine. You got to read the room. I always say when a person gets in your car, you got you to gotta break it down in like 60 seconds. All right. Is this person going to talk a lot? Are they going to be quiet? Do they want me to chit chat? Do they want me to turn up some music? Do they want no music? Do they just work 16 hours in a row at a hospital and they want silence? Mm. I'll get that a lot. Some people get in my car and I'll have the radio hardly on. They're like, can you turn that down? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. And, but people, some people would just tell me, some people would get really personal with me and wow. I didn't even know them. I, I drove for Uber for about two years and I have a lot of stories from that, but people would just open up because I'm a stranger. They'll never see me again. I think there's a, mm. they feel like there's less of a risk of them being exposed or something. Maybe they don't want to discuss. Mm. You know, no one's going to hear about this. No one knows this guy in my life. So we're like that. We are those people for you. We yeah. love, we won't tell anybody. We're really good at, you know, keeping secrets, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't really have the memory to anyway. Being an Uber driver, it gave me a lot of experience, but, uh, it also taught me that people will tell me anything. And that's what I learned from being an Uber driver is that people like to have that freedom to share with someone they don't know that well. So we welcome you sharing your opinions and commentary with us. And when it comes to loss, whether you've lost anything at all, we would really love to hear from you. First day pod at protonmail.com. Loss comes in so many different forms. I know from experience, the loss in a lot of different, losing a job was painful, but not as painful as losing someone I loved. But sometimes you're numb to it. And what is closure? Like, is closure a real thing? So I sometimes wonder if you could ever have closure. What do you think of that? I think it's, um, when you say that it comes in different forms, I think it also, it depends on how you're dealing with it. Because you and I both could lose, well, you and I aren't a good example, but like me and my sister, could lose like our parents and we've had the exact same experiences with them, the exact same life together with them. But Oh, by the way, I remember we were talking about, we were talking about secrets. Yes. That's what we were talking about. And (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. And I was saying that uh, even though when we're doing our emails and we say, thanks Eric for the email or thanks Rick for the email or whatever we say, Um, we don't have to say that. So if you have an email that you want to send to us, you can just tell us there, please keep my name anonymous and, and we'll respect that. So always. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know that goes on like without being said, but no, people do need to hear that from you, especially from you, Leanne. People don't trust you. (laughs) Okay. 
Oh, dear. He's very untrustworthy, guys. You have no idea. <laughs> mm. No, you are so trustworthy. You're the trustiest person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I know. I like to think I am. Yeah, that's why I love you. You're so mm. trustworthy. Thank people you. People love trusting you. You People put a lot of faith in you. And when you, you, that's actually a good example is when you trust someone and you lose that trust, that's a huge loss. Oh, yes. That is really hard to deal with. It's not as cut and dry. Sometimes a death is cut and dry. You know what happened. It's not a mystery. It sucks because we only get one life. Mm -hmm. But when you lose a friend or someone you care about, and you're not really sure why the trust is gone. Mm-hmm. The friendship dies. I think that is one of the most painful losses there is because there could be mystery involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going through that right now. So you are. Yeah. And I, I never in all my life, I'm going to be 40 in September in, uh, yeah, I'm going to be in 40 in September and I've been, I've been called some names and, I know that some people don't like me and that's what? fine and I can accept it. <laughs> I don't believe that. I know they're nuts, but that's fine. Um, I've never in my entire life been said that I've been told I can't trust you. And recently um, I had a very dear friend that through COVID we have, well, before even we used to share everything together and through COVID, um, I was like extremely like learning to open up. So I was opening up to you and I was opening up to her and, um, which is very, I'm very honest, but sometimes I'm not able to speak my truth, not my truth. Even I am able to do that. My feelings, I guess. And so I did. And I was like, so like honest, like to a fault. And now we're not friends. And she said that it's because she can't trust me, which is the most bizarre thing I've ever had to deal with. And dealing, like going and doing this research on loss and grief and, and all that kind of thing. Um, I actually, cause this has been like three weeks in the making. I actually went through all of the, um, all the stages of grief during this, like, loss of a friendship which when i was younger it'd be like if you lose a friendship it would just be like eh, they're lost and move on it's like yay this one really really hurt and this one i like i actually went through without even realizing it when i was like reading the things it's like denial anger depression bargaining acceptance and i actually went through that whole like roller coaster i feel like i went through that too with covid in general like I was the one that denied it in the beginning. I was like, oh no, everything's going to be okay. Like it's not going to hit Canada. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> oh, so it's so interesting. Yeah. Loss is extremely, extremely interesting. So, how so do you, anyway. How do you move forward from that though? Um, do you think there's closure for this loss that you've suffered with this relationship? Yeah. So this one this one there is finally like um because when i when i've broken up with people in the past like with relationships there wasn't always closure because i didn't really do my best in it i was just like 
oh, it's done. And then I like move on and whatever. I just don't care. And I don't think about it, whatever. Um, this one, I actually did my very best and like went and opened up and discuss, like tried to discuss things. And I, I really tried to do my best. So now I'm at a point that there's closure. I have done everything that I could do to salvage the relationship. I did everything that I could do to be there. And there's absolutely nothing else that I could do. So I have closure because I know that there was nothing else I could do. Um, with, with people, when we're losing people, especially during COVID and we're not able to have that um, connection with people, I think that's where that closure, that's going to be tough for people um, because you're not able to see them um, and you're going to have their, I was reading an article and it was talking about how many different things that we're going to have to go through if you lose somebody during this time, because you're going to have all of those stages of grief. Um, but then you're also going to have the guilt and should I have, should I have seen them before, but you couldn't because you weren't allowed, but was there something else that you could do that we just weren't prepared and, um, funeral, like when somebody passes right now, it doesn't matter how you pass. I guess you have, at least in Canada, you have one hour from the time they pass to decide where the body is going to go. One hour, three hours, I guess, if it's in a, if it's in a, like a, what are those old people's homes called? Um, like retirement homes, I guess. Yeah. Like nursing, nursing home, nursing home is what I'm looking for. Um, I guess you have three hours to decide if they pass there, but if they pass in the hospital, you have one hour to decide, which is just bonkers to me. Like, do you even like register it within an hour? So it's like a game show. It's crazy. Yeah. So there's just so much that we're not ready for. And I really feel like I'm kind of glad that we're having this discussion, even though it's like a little bit deeper than, you know, than our normal ones. That's not true. Get out of here. (laughs) <laughs> don't label don't put that label on here you silly bird it's not i guess not deeper it's just a little bit more like s- solemn but it doesn't really need to be solemn because i think that serious yeah i'm not good with it i'm gonna i may start laughing uncontrollably <laughs> <laughs> that's mike not me <laughs> right, so this is more serious um yeah i don't know i lost my train of thought completely Oh no, come on. Yeah, yeah I don't remember. <laughs> my You're such Lord. a character, Leanne. What a character you are. Oh, it's so funny. Well, you were talking about <laughs> something? <laughs> Seriousness is what you were talking about. We're yeah. always serious. We're always putting our best foot forward in this show. And we always have some laughs. We always have some serious times. We, you know, we talk about real stuff. We've talked about a little bit about you know my my drug misuse and how it affected my life and the loss of friends i've had two best friends that died two years apart in 2001 and 2003 one was 21 one was 23 they had barely started mm. their lives they hadn't mm. even had a chance to be real adults mm. like you always say you know the first 18 years are just practice mm-hmm. they were just getting the chance to really try out adulthood and uh, it was cut short for them wow. and I can talk about it freely and openly and it doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. 
Could you back then? Yeah, I was, I, I think I was always ready to talk about it, I think, but a lot of other people didn't want to. Some people didn't want to deal with it or they were sick of talking about it. They would try to move forward. But most people seem, if you brought it up, they would do it. But it did bring a, it would bring a cloud over an event if you brought it up. It had to be a, depending on the mood. But my, my goal was to always talk about them to keep their memories alive, no matter what, in a positive way. That's beautiful. Yeah. The worst part about death is that time goes on and now it's been 19 years. It'll be 19 years this year for Brandon and 17 years for Ryan. And they're so far removed from my life now. I I have memories of them, but I can hardly hear their voice in my head anymore. Hmm. Uh, The memories fade. They really do. And that's what sucks about dying young is it really hurts. And then life goes on and on and on. And it's just shitty. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. It. It's a, it is a bummer. It's a huge bummer. There, it's a tremendous loss. But then, you know, there were times I, I when I, when Brandon died, I, I realize it now. But I was, I was acting out a lot. I was, I would drink at night. I worked at a restaurant. I'd get off work and I would drink, and then I would like cry or get upset when I was drunk. And then I was sober. I'd be like, I'm fine. Hmm. You know, I was doing that whole thing, and I wasn't whatever the proper way to deal with it is, I wasn't doing that. And I don't think there is a proper way. And that's also my point about closure. You were saying like you didn't have closure with the loss of your relationship with your friend. And I don't think closure is a thing because it never closes. It, there's a, there's this saying, uh, it's like an old wise phrase from Mm -hmm. a, a wise person or from, um, did I say it? (laughs) <laughs> yes, the wise Leanne Hello once said, it's like an old uh, Buddhist saying, um, if you are seeking a time when you will be finished, you will never be done. Mm. Yeah. I, th- I thought that makes a lot of sense with closure. There is, closure needs to be closed. Is, you know, <laughs> I think there needs yeah. to be closure on the word closure. Yeah, I agree. Because that is, these things will always be a part of us. I think it's better just to, I think it's better that we have a, the word acceptance. Let's oh, say, yes. Because if you accept it, you do need to accept the reality. And wow, I think I there's that. nothing wrong with saying that. Mm-hmm. So let's say that. Uh, do you have acceptance with this? Wow. Okay, good. Great. Wow. I think that's positive. I, I think that's yeah. at least an awareness. And then you're getting a confirmation that the person understands, no matter how painful it was, that they have an acceptance of the death that they've suffered. Or if they had a great job opportunity and they didn't get the one they wanted, but they were offered a lesser job, you have to accept that. You have to be like, oh, geez, I really wanted this one job, but I didn't get it. Wow. I'm getting offered the lesser than job that I'm not nearly as excited about. There's a loss there. There could also be a loss with confidence. You know, if you mm-hmm. lose confidence, it's, it can be really hard to to feel like you are worthy and that you are capable of completing things. I, I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love, I love that whole thought process. Yeah. I think acceptance is a lot more important than closure. And I think you're right. I actually read when um, I was looking for um, uh, like I was doing research and stuff yesterday and they were talking about um coping strategies for ambiguous loss when you don't have that kind of endpoint. Um, and one of them obviously is find a therapist. 
but it had a like a note in there and they said if they suggest finding closure or gives you a timeline find a new therapist so it's mm. interesting <laughs> you're so smart that's a that's great yeah so yeah i think we should close down yeah. closure that's my point for today Amen. focusing on loss in any fashion whether the loss is impactful or ever so brief just accept it let's accept let's accept the fact that closure is not something <laughs> okay i love it yes and that and when it comes to grief grief can happen grief and depression are not the same thing and i think that happens all the time depression is a part of the stages of grief but being diagnosed with like clinically being depressed and being bummed out about losing something or someone is is different mm. It's very important to distinguish it too. It, we use these terms uh, colloquially, and that's okay. You know, we. It's like I always talk about when I say, uh, you know, I'm paranoid, or someone sounds. You sound paranoid. I'm just <laughs> exaggerating. What I mean, like, is someone sounds nervous or maybe anxious about something, but it doesn't mean they're truly paranoid, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the words we choose do matter, and I've come to realize that more and more, especially. Uh, during our relationship together, it's taught me that. So yes. it has. Yeah, because I don't choose my words wisely. I'm that's very, no, it's fine. Because I'm realizing like, that's nice of you to say that's not true, but it is because I'm, I have a lot of old timey sayings that are just like, you don't even think about where they come from, you know? And it's like, but you, you bring it out. Like, at, <laughs> so I, I used to get annoyed when you would do it. Cause I'm like, just let me have my thoughts. Like <laughs> I just, if I'm saying I'm depressed, I'm depressed, but, um, no, I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know examples of what I use, but I'll use it. And you'll be like, are you really such and such? Or are you more such and such? And it's like, Oh God, you're right. So I've never been such and such. <laughs> well, just because I can't come up with an example. Um, but it was at the beginning, I was just like, oh God, you're so good with words. Yeah. And so I was like, never going to be as good with words. But now I'm realizing I need to just be be aware of what I'm saying because words do matter. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And it's making me a better person and a better conversationalist, I believe, because I'm more aware of, of what I'm saying. And that being said, I think that the words surrounding this whole COVID was a bad decision. I think social distancing, I think that was a, a bad saying that came out right away. I think it should have just been physical distancing. I think they should have nixed that when it came out. I think this hmm. quarantining, I think it's, there's possibly like just stay home is nice. I don't think you need to be like <laughs> embracing the quarantine. I think self-isolation was awful. Like I don't think that should have been out in the public. I really feel like those words made this that much worse. Because then we started all believing it. We started believing, oh my God, yeah, I'm social distancing. Mm. Even if like, and it happened within the first like couple weeks and there were people that would like not leave their house anyway. <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's, 
I'm very, very happy staying at my house and like not leaving. But now all of a sudden that you're telling me that I'm self-isolating and I have to do social distancing. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I'm trapped in my jail. Even though like, you know what I mean? Like, so the words, yeah, they do matter. And I think they were chosen improperly for this, this whole thing. Yeah, I hadn't thought about social distancing having a negative impact when you think about it. Yeah, social. Let's social, you know, it sounds mm-hmm. like people gathering together. There should be no distancing. I mean, there should be no people together, period. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's but, it's not, but it's not social. Like, it's not the social part of it. We're all good getting on Zoom. We're all talking to each other. We're all trying to, like, we have social media. We're doing all of this. So, um, yeah, I just, and yeah, anyway, that's it. So yeah, words do matter. You're absolutely right. There are, speaking of words mattering, mm-hmm. you can write words to us at First Day Pod <laughs> on Instagram, or if you could write us an email, firstdaypod at protonmail.com. We love words. Write out some words or type some words and send yeah. them to us. Please. Yeah. Leanne loves emails. Won't you make Leanne's day this week, please? Yeah, please. Please. She deserves it. She needs a smile. Bring a smile to her face. Yeah, I won't have a smile until I get an email. (laughs) You're smiling right now. You lied. Now you're alive. I'm not smiling. I'm laughing, but I will not. (laughs) But yes, laughing is good. We loved laughter. COVID-19 will not stop us from laughing. I promise you that. But when it comes to words that are chosen, the misconception about grief and depression is important. Somebody or anyone who's suffering from loss and is in the stage of grief, is dealing with grief, whatever stage that is, it can bring on depressive-like feelings, which is uh, apathy, uh, kind of like a nothing matters feeling, a hopelessness that can kind of come on. That's part of grief, but it's not depression. Clinical depression is much different. And when you have grief, what you're really doing is you're bummed because you've had an attachment to something or someone and now it's gone. The connection's gone. The attachment is gone. That's what that is. Yeah. And there's um, another part of it is that the, the loss um, that a lot of people are going through right now is with um, and not, not right now, not COVID, but just uh, in general um, is oh, you're right. there's a collective loss. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. And then, Sorry to interrupt, well, but we all have lost something. We've lost our normal societal routine. Mm-hmm. That's a great, that's a great point, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, that definitely was not my point, but you're right. <laughs> um, that's a loss. That's a huge loss. It is a huge loss. Absolutely. And your sense but, of freedom and uh, there's yeah. been a ton of loss. Yeah. Um, but loss that people are feeling too, um, when people are going through and having family members that have, um, uh, dementia and Alzheimer's, mm. there's a loss there cause they're physically there, but not psychologically there. And so you almost are going through the grieving cause you're losing the person that you once knew. So there's, yeah, all of this is, it's so intertwined and it, it, when I was looking into like that whole idea of ambiguous loss, um, mm-hmm. it was so interesting because then I started doing like a thought pattern of, or whatever it is, like a mind map of all of the things that that affects. And it's, it is people with addiction, their family members, because they've lost 
the person, you know, like parents have lost the son that they knew and now they're, you know, they've lost them to addiction, even if they have not passed, they're there, but they're not there. Um, people that are going off to war, people that are going through divorce, people that have had miscarriages, like empty nesters. There's so much loss in mm. the world. Wow. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. I was doing like, it's crazy when you, when you sit down and think that's what I like about these having like a theme kind of, or whatever you call it for these episodes. It really gets me thinking because it, you, the more you think the deeper you go and it's really touching on so much of our life. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. Wow. And I think if you, if you start what I'm liking in our relationship is I've always kind of been like, I've been very um, inquisitive in general, like even as a kid, like I've always, like, I always want to know how things work and I always, but with you, um, you make me really want to realize why I'm thinking the way that I'm thinking and is it serving me and you make me really look into all that kind of thing. I think that's super important. And I think if we can, when we're going through loss of a person, there's a death in our family, there's so much emotion and so much different roles that we have to play that we have to be strong for the person that was closer and we have to like fill the role of the person that was lost. And there's so much happening that we actually, I don't think go through the grieving stages until much later on. And that's why it keeps like kind of recurring and recurring because you, you slowly go through that. But if you can look at all the different types of loss that we have in life and really sit down and think about it, like I never would have thought, I think everything happens for a reason. Had we not had this episode, I don't know that I would have thought about the, the stages of grief for COVID or the stages of grief for losing one of my best friends, like the relationship. Um, but now that I've done that and I've realized, oh gosh, I have gone through all those stages without even realizing that there were stages. Now you can kind of like, when you start feeling that, that initial feeling of loss, now you can kind of like get coping mechanisms that will help you through it all. So then when you do have to go through a big loss of losing somebody tragically, you might be able to get through it a little bit easier. I don't, I don't know. Mm, wow. I just, instead That's of just a great thought. one death. Yeah. You can be so unfun- insightful. That's why, that's why I like being in this relationship too. <laughs> this is a good relationship for us. Yay. I like we it. We hope. Yeah. I hope, we hope it's a great relationship for you guys too. Yeah. We want to connect with you guys. Let's start a new relationship. <laughs> Well, it'll be a threesome, me, oh. Leanne, and you, or a foursome, you know, uh, anybody. Okay. Does that sound bad? Yeah, I think it does. No, I, we're just saying we want to have as many people as possible. If it's yes, we, 20, yes, we do. If 20 people want to reach out to us, if they have their own, like, if somebody is running a support group, like a lost network or mm-hmm. a coping with grief weekly mm-hmm. meeting, and they want to connect with us. Please do. We would love to do that. The more mm-hmm. people, the merrier. It's, we know we're not the only people feeling these feelings and trying to get through the issues or the 
topic of the day. Whatever we talk about on the show, we know there's other people out there like us. We are not weirdos. We are not unusual. We are, well, maybe we're a little unusual. <laughs> but yeah. we're, pretty, we're pretty typical is what I mean. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Um, actually, um, oh gosh, Justin Mason, right? Yes. yes. Great Justin Mason, the fantasy baseball lord. Yes. So, um, and sorry, Justin, I just... I know. Yeah. I forgot if it was Justin or Jason. So, um, so Justin Mason, I actually started talking to his wife, um, and on her Twitter page, uh, she actually has a pinned post from like 2017 or something like that talking about the loss of her sons. And so she's lost two sons through miscarriage and, um, she's very, very open about talking about it. She's been, I think, I'm not sure if she, I don't think she wrote the book. I think she was in the book, um, but she's, I actually, I discussed it with her because um, I just, I saw, okay, you know what? If she's, po- if she's pinned that post, then she's open to talking about it. And instead of leaving it like the elephant in the room, which I think is kind of like what you were talking about, that people don't want to bring up, like when Brandon died, they don't want to bring it up at gatherings and stuff because it's kind of like that elephant in the room. But I think it helps. I think keeping the memory alive and discussing and talking, I think it all helps. And so instead of when I introduced myself to her and was like kind of talking to her, instead of like ignoring that portion and then just moving on and like pretending, I just said, Hey, I know that this was, you know, a couple of years ago. I just wanted to see how you and Justin are making out with it and you know, how you're, how you're dealing. And she said, talking about it is the, the, one of the biggest thing that helps them get going, like not get going, but like get through it even today. And so she encourages everybody that's going through that. So if you're going through, if you've gone through miscarriage or don't hide that. And if you're going through any kind of loss, I don't think that we should be hiding that because like you said, Mike, we all go through it like we may not have gone through a miscarriage, but we've gone through loss. And I think the more that we can all have these open discussions of things that like people are like, I don't know if it's taboo or what it is, but it's just so bizarre that the most, the most common things that connect all of us, nobody wants to talk about. It's Mm -hmm. so crazy to me. So it is, I'm so glad you said that we're all hiding these similar fears and feelings because it's taboo or we're not supposed to talk about it or we've been taught to feel that it's inappropriate in some way that that actually is a great segue into something i've discovered this week it's called disenfranchised grief Mm. disenfranchised grief now this is a grief where shame is involved you want you feel grief and you want it to be you want to like grieve for something you lost or someone you lost or someone else in some fashion, but you feel like there's shame because it's not worthy of the experience of grief or to publicly share it with someone else. It's a very fascinating subject. Disenfranchised grief. Can you give like an example? Uh, sure. Uh, uh, suicide. Mm. Uh, drug overdoses. Oh, um, I see. Okay. Grieving, grieving the death of someone you didn't know at all, like a Kobe Bryant, a celebrity. Mm. There's 
there could be this disenfranchised grief where it's like, oh, why are you, you don't even know the guy. What are you doing? People, a lot of people would say that, you know? Oh, I see. Yeah. But people still feel that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I think that relates to what you were saying. Is mm-hmm. We're all feeling, some of us feel these feelings and we're, we're not, a, we don't know if it's all right, where we have a fear, whatever the stigma is related to it. There, I mean, with drug overdoses, there's a huge stigma to drug addiction and all that. And people say, well, why wouldn't you just have the willpower to not use heroin? You moron. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. So mm-hmm. with this disenfranchised grief, it's, uh, there's a lot of reasons it can happen. It could be the loss isn't seen as um, being worthy, you know, like non losses that aren't deaths. Like everything we were talking about, we said we were we were saying that loss comes in many different forms. Death is one of them, but there's a bunch of other examples we gave you today mm-hmm. of loss. So some people think that oh, you shouldn't, you know, you didn't die. Well, you're still alive, aren't you? Oh, you got your health. You know, mm. people say things like that to us, right? Yeah. So it's so if it's an, it's not a death, uh, the stigmatized type of death, like I mentioned, or something like now, this is where it gets, it gets interesting. If somebody has an affair and they really are in love with this person, but they but then that person ends it and that person's devastated. They're feeling grief from that loss. Now it might be taboo, you know, having an affair if you're married is not cool, but those feelings are still real. Yeah. Now, I'm not condoning that. And I but I'm also completely understanding of a person who found someone that they were really into, though they sh- maybe should have broke up with the person they were with. But those are real feelings of loss when that affair ends. That's a real feeling. That really happened. And I don't think it's fair to discount it just because it doesn't fit into societal standards of what people should be doing. Oh, so you mean that somebody had it. Sorry, I, I must have missed. So, so if somebody has an affair with someone and that affair is done, but you're still married. Yeah, to yeah. Oh, yeah, I you lose. You, you lose the affair. The oh. affair person breaks it off. Hey, we're having an affair. It's a hot fling. I'm breaking it off. Oh, I'm really sad and I'm grieving, but I can't tell anyone. Yeah. That's another example of this. Uh, and there is a huge stigma because I'm like, yeah, well, good job, Joker. Looks good on you. <laughs> but you're right. That's not nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that, so these are examples of that. You know, like whether it's a loss of a celebrity death and you're grieving, hey, you shouldn't be grieving. This is disenfranchised grief. People feel like they're not entitled to the grief for some reason. That's basically what it means. And that's a really that's interesting, so interesting topic. Yeah. Uh, We could do a whole show just about that. (laughs) Yeah, that is very interesting. Because, and I was going to mention this earlier, people who get abused by someone, they Mm -hmm. end up still grieving. If if children were saved from an abuser and they were put into a foster home or a new opportunity, Mm -hmm. they'd be grateful for that, that the abuse is over. But oddly enough, and this has been studied, they will still grieve for the loss of their parents or the abuser if if it was their parents, for example. So that's, yeah. that's how, that's how complicated death, loss, death, grief is. But I think that speaks to how dynamic our light, like humans are. We, we're not even yeah. like tapping into how dynamic we are. So, but I think that's what, maybe that's what makes this whole thing so difficult is because as humans, we want to package everything. We want to put, just label, label what that is and that's it. And then 
this is this is all the emotion that should go with that. This is all of the thought process that should go with that. And it's in that box. So do not feel, be, act like anything outside of that box because then it's not acceptable. But then mm-hmm. we all have that. Yeah, that is very interesting. Disenfranchised Did you want to talk about the uh, the article that you sent me this week? Yeah. Interesting. Really interesting story. Really sad. Yeah. Um, so when I actually, when I posted it, um, that we were going to be talking about loss, my mom actually sent me the article. Um, it was friends of ours in the County. Uh, they lost their mom and their sister that's in Ottawa actually was, uh, wrote an, either wrote an article or was featured in an article. And, um, it was all talking about how like they lost their mom at 71 uh, through COVID. Like she, she got COVID and Mm. it was so sad because she was like, she was a lively woman. Like she spent some of her time in Florida, some of her time here. And then she would spend time up in Ottawa with her grandkids. And um, I can't remember the, the whole story about it, but basically like, she started, I think she went to the hospital, but then she rallied and she felt better and she came home and then she started having like really bad chest or something um, again. And, and I'm sorry, um, you guys, for me not getting this this article right in the or the, the whole scenario right. But anyway, she went to the hospital and the, the lady that had COVID was very optimistic and didn't really think anything of it. Like, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to go in and get tested and I'll be okay. But the yeah. daughter, yeah, she gave her like her uh, iPad and cell phone and charger. Oh, it'll be a few hours. Yeah, but the daughter had a bad feeling about it, so the daughter was able to get her kids, which were the this lady's grandkids, to say goodbye and just say say goodbye to grandma. You know, she's going to the hospital because she had this bad feeling that she wasn't going to make it back. And um, then the the whole article talked about all of this stuff that we don't even think about. Like you're not. Uh, you're not able to say goodbye. You're not able to like, in, in some of the cases, like you're not even able to, so you can't be there with the person when they're saying they're, they're taking their last breath, which is such a huge thing because you want them to have peace too when they're going, but now they're around strangers. And sometimes like you, you've heard these stories of nurses that have like, you know, got FaceTime on their cell phones and have given that peace to to the family not everybody they don't have to do that so there's a lot of them that just aren't able to say goodbye um and that's i think maybe where i read about the 15 days about the um uh cremation the delay there um they were talking about all the different like when you were talking about closure all the different uh um cultures and how there's so many different ways of, of either celebrating life or, or going through death. But the one thing that all of them have in common is, um, getting groups of people together because there's there, when you have groups of people that come together, there's actually a positive kind of energy that happens in that room. And I think we've all felt that, that when you're in a funeral, again, it feels like it's wrong but you're in a funeral and you're seeing, unfortunately, a lot of people that you may not have seen for a while, but they all came 
And so then you start, you get that good feeling because you're all together. And then you start talking about memories of the person that passed. And then you start laughing and then you realize you're laughing too loud in a funeral home and it's not appropriate, but that's all part of the grieving process. And like, having that connection. And now you don't have that. They're only allowing like, you know, 10 people at the service. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, the article I'll actually, uh, I don't know how to do that. I'll, uh, I'll see if maybe it's on Instagram and I can actually, you know what I will be able to, okay. I am going to definitely do Facebook this weekend. And I will be able to share that article on our Facebook page. See, Facebook is going to be so much better because we can share actual articles and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so you guys can look for it this um, by Tuesday of next week. The article will be out and I'll tag it on there. It was in the Ottawa Citizen. So if you go to OttawaCitizen.com, the capital of Canada, Ottawa, Mm -hmm. OttawaCitizen.com, you might be able to find it before then if you're curious. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that story's just, tough. There was so much. There was so much. And there's so many stories like that. It's just right. So... It's, it's common, unfortunately. Yeah, all those numbers that we're hearing, because that's the other thing that we don't think of. Every morning you wake up, you look at the news and you say, okay, like for today, for us, for Windsor, we haven't really been hit very hard, but one more death and 19 more cases. So you just look at those like numbers now. It's like, oh, we've lost thousands of people and but for every one of those people, that was tens, if not hundreds of people that were affected directly. Yes, absolutely. You know? So when you look and at the, that yeah. cost. Yeah, the, look at the, yeah, you're telling me, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I just called you man. Yeah, you did. I don't know hey, what that man. means. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just a couple of dudes hanging out. <laughs> yeah. No, but in the article... It discusses a term called ambiguous loss. Oh, ambiguous yeah. loss. Did you did you read that part? Yeah, I read the whole thing. Sorry, I just yeah. Uh, I, I believe you. I don't think you're a liar. Yeah, that's actually where I like rabbit hold. So I read the whole thing. That ambiguous loss came up, and um, it's a huge thing ahead. related to COVID right now. So ambiguous loss is basically you don't have the opportunity to be with the person you love during their final moments, their final days. And you're robbed of that farewell goodbye. So it's a, they call it an ambiguous loss. It's like and they, it was coined back in 1970 by a researcher uh, Pauline Boss, and she um, it was when she was studying families of missing soldiers back in Vietnam. So mm-hmm. that's where it like started, and it was interesting to think about this now because the whole thing there was when people are going to war, your whole thing is are they going to come home or not. And you don't yeah. know. And so mm-hmm. that's what they're saying with every person. Not to not to make this any worse, you guys. Like if you go to the hot, if you have COVID and you have symptoms, it does not mean that you're not coming back. Like mm-hmm. let's all be, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are getting, that are fine. Yes. Um, but that's the scary part is as soon as somebody gets into the hospital because of COVID, that's what, where, where everybody's going. Oh my God, are they going to come home? You know, where you don't have that feeling all the time when somebody goes into the hospital, it's just like, okay, well go get better and then come out. So yeah. And that's where, yeah, that ambiguous loss, I actually did a a bunch of research and it's just so, so fascinating. Um, I actually think 
I'm going to do a lot of posts on Instagram um, this week and, and possibly Facebook if I do it soon enough, but I'm going to, I'm going to do posts separately for some of these different types of loss. So then we can start talking about them and maybe that'll be a good place for people to be opening up about their experiences with loss. Because I think we, like you said, it comes in so many like forms, but we don't think of that when you like, I did a, I did a quick poll on Instagram. Have you been feeling any sort of loss recently? Everybody was saying no, but I think it's because like when you think loss, you think, did you lose somebody? You know, like you're, we got to, I think, think about it more broadly because I think that'll help us realize how much it's out there and not to depress us, but to get better coping mechanisms so then we can work through it quicker and um, better if that's possible. Hmm. Oh, well said. Very well said. The question is, what can we do? So what do we do with loss? How can we handle it? Well, there's a couple of things you can do. There's a lot of things you can do, really. Uh, you can accept it. Like I said, that takes a long time. That could take an indeterminate amount of time. But mm-hmm. not putting a time frame on your response to loss is very important. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it might be more ideal if you could come to some acceptance and come to terms on that. But don't don't beat yourself up if you're not on a timeline because there is no true timeline. These are dynamic. We're dynamic beings, like Leanne said. So mm-hmm. just, just trust that you're at least aware of what's going on and that you're working through it. And hopefully you're talking to people. It's very important to communicate with someone you can trust, mm-hmm. whether that's a best friend, a parent, significant other, or a professional. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you're going to be judged. You have to have someone where you feel like whatever you say will not be judged. And if you do not have someone like that in your life, I strongly recommend that you find someone, even if you have to pay them. (laughs) Absolutely. It's so very important, especially for this topic. Mm -hmm. Okay. And And I think another part of that is when you're talking about um, that it, it might take you a long time. Don't beat yourself up if you think you've come to accept it and then a year down the road, like at the year anniversary or five years down the road, you see someone that reminds you of that person and you break down. Do not feel like you you have to go back to zero. You know, you've come a long way. I think it's going to keep hitting you. Like my mom talks about my, she's accepted that her father's passed away and he has been gone Oh God, no, no, I'm so sorry. I don't remember. Um, maybe 50 years, something like that. Mm. She thinks about him every day. And then there's some times that she'll wake up crying. Not all the time, but like once a year, whatever it is. And she doesn't understand why that comes up. But I think we need to be more kind to ourselves when those things happen. Because like you said, I think knowing that it's an acceptance instead of a closure makes it feel better because then you know that it's, I mean, we want closure because we want to like put the bow on it and be done. But I think that's what hurts too, is because you think, gosh, I had closure. Now why? Like, why am I feeling this? So acceptance, I think, God, you're just so brilliant. Okay. Go on. I didn't mean it. Go ahead. 
Give you were tips. just you just hit on a perfect point that I was going to next. You read my mind, Leanne. Ooh. That is that grief is cyclical. It's not a linear thing. It's not a linear period of time. You could what you just described with your mother is exactly what happens to a lot of people. So it's okay. Hmm. Be gentle to yourself and say, Oh my God, I'm just suddenly crying and I thought I was fine. Grief hmm. will come back. It has a cyclical nature, so don't stress on that. Uh, and you'll also be gentle to yourself by, you know, getting enough sleep and uh, finding time for yourself for self-care. Whatever it is that brings you enjoyment and peace and relaxation, taking a nap, you know, drinking alcohol and sugar, those are not really good. They're, mm-hmm. they're like little coping mechanisms that aren't very useful as a coping mechanism long-term. So... Mm-hmm. But whatever you find that is useful and healthy for you overall, then just give that to yourself a little bit more and stay. Remember you're in a loop. Just remember that mm-hmm. we're all, we're all in loops. Okay. We're not, we're not on a line. We we've had the same thoughts a thousand times before, and we'll probably have the same thoughts again. We'll have the same feelings. They'll come and go. Just be aware of that. Trust I me. I think that might actually even help. I'm just thinking about it now. And when I say it out loud, I'm not sure if it's going to make sense, but it may actually help. You know how you were saying that you really want to like, you were bringing it up because you wanted to keep the memory alive. If we know that there's no closure and we know that it's a matter of acceptance, but that it's going to keep coming up, we can kind of look, this is going to sound, I don't know if it's going to sound morbid or weird or what, but we can kind of look forward to those times in the future like a surprise knock at the door of a friend coming back that you have those feelings again and instead of like being scared of them or wanting to push them away we can kind of look at it like oh good you know what i know that i'm gonna i'm gonna go through this again and i'm gonna have those memories again and feelings and it's going to be very big and intense but i'm ready i'm whenever it comes it's gonna come and i'm gonna just go through it and we can kind of look at it like it's their way of coming back into our life for a little bit and look at it as more positive than a negative. Beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you look at the process and have a better understanding of it. See, you're already understanding it better now, Leanne. Look at you. That's really cool, actually. That's kind of exciting. It's very exciting. Because that, that might be why everybody, like we want closure because we want to put the bow on it. But do mm-hmm. we really want closure? Because then it feels like we're, we've got that guilt of like, does that mean that now we have to forget about them? Yeah, we don't really want to put it behind us, do we? Right. Right. That's a great point, Leanne. I think I've probably felt that and I'm sure someone else could relate to me. And that also brings me to my last point is we're not alone. I know it's cheesy, but you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just scribed this entire podcast episode about how we all have these similar feelings. And we're hiding them or we feel there's fear with disenfranchised grief. We feel ashamed or we're not worthy. We're not alone. I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I know Leanne, you're, uh, you're there. I'm there mm-hmm. for you. You're there for me. Mm-hmm. Your parents are there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, that means a lot. And finding that meaning in loss can really put perspective in your life. You remember you're not alone. Grief can help give you perspective. What you're feeling is typical. And also, it's a cyclical nature. If you think of all of those things and you treat yourself gentler and we're more gentle to ourselves, I really believe grief doesn't have to be as bad as 
we all kind of think it can be. Wow. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? It really is. It's so nice. I don't even have anything to add. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, if you liked what you heard today, this is the first day of the rest of our lives podcast. We <laughs> record every Tuesday night. We love doing it. You can find us on Instagram, first day pod. Send us a picture of yourself. Happy, sad, in between, any type of face. We love them all. <laughs> or send us a picture of your feet. We're cool with that too. We'll take anything right now. We're, we're very open-minded people. So we would love to have your input on the show. We'd love to get feedback on this episode. We've kind of put some real thought into this one. We feel mm-hmm. we're going to keep trying to do that more and more. We're going to keep thinking more and more before the show. We try to think about what our message is and what we're trying to do here. So please mm-hmm. reach out to us, firstdaypod at protonmail.com. Amazing. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Leanne. It's been a pleasure doing this episode with you. It really was. I wasn't looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be really sad, but it was. This was a <laughs> this was a great episode. Yay! Look at that. Thank Just when you. you thought it was going to be one thing, it became another. Life lesson. You never know. You never know. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been the first day of the rest of our lives. We will talk to you next week. We'll see you on Instagram Thursday night at 9 o'clock. And until then, 